Hey everybody, welcome to the Audience of One podcast, where we live by Colossians 3:23. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men. Here we talk about life, purpose, and growth, and attempt to practically live our lives focused on pleasing our audience of one, which is God. Enjoy the show and be blessed. Everybody, welcome back to the Audience of One podcast. This is Monique Toussaint from MoniqueToussaint.com, and I am happy to have you all here. And we are going to talk about hair, how to maintain hair while we're at home. So, at the date of this recording, it is May 25th, and many salons are reopening, but I feel that this content is needed because caring for our hair is ultimately our responsibility. And I think that Angel, who is my guest today, shares a lot of wisdom about what we can do to manage and maintain our hair while we're at home when we are not fortunate enough to be with our normal stylist. Before we jump into the episode, I want to let you know about an exciting event that's coming up this week. There's going to be a panel called Now What? How Christian Creatives Can Serve God and Our Communities on May 28th at 7 p.m. This is going to be a great conversation amongst Christian creatives talking about how we can serve God through our different gifts, our callings, and do so effectively even in the time of COVID-19. To find out more information about that event, please go over to my Instagram page and my Instagram is Monique Toussaint and you'll see the link, you'll see where you can access the workshop and join into that conversation. It is going to be dynamic. So please make sure that you tune in. And of course, it's a free event. Additionally, I want to let you all know that I will be having a couple writing workshops in June. I'll go ahead and give you all a heads up right now. I'm going to host how to write a book fast again on June 18th at 8.30 p.m. And I'm going to host monetize your book on June 25th at 8.30 p.m. If you are in a position where you want to write a book and you need to know how to do it fast, How to Write a Book Fast is the perfect webinar for you. It is a 30-minute jam-packed webinar. And after you leave this webinar, you will know exactly what you need to do in order to publish your book within 30 days. That um, registration link is at my website, moniquetoussaint.com slash write. The other workshop, Monetize Your Book, if you already have a book or if you're in the process of writing a book, you really need to know how to market and sell that book. So the Monetize Your Book workshop will be on Thursday, June the 25th at 8.30 p.m. You can register at my website, moniquetoussaint.com backslash write. If you are having a special, special, special deal, there's a bundle deal on these workshops Solo, these workshops are $19.99 a piece, but if you purchase the bundle deal, you can attend both workshops for $35. Y'all, this is a bargain. So please make sure that you go ahead and hop on over there. That is going to be a time-limited sale. So please do not delay. If you are in the position in the position where you've been considering writing a book, you've just kind of been dragging your feet about it, or you're in a position where 
you've already written your book and you need to know how to sell it, please go over and purchase those webinars. Another thing that you can consider doing is if you only need one, if you only need one workshop, go in with a friend, you purchase one, your friend purchase the other and you all will save money doing so. So head over to my site to find out more about those workshops. All right, folks, without further ado, let's hop into the episode. Hi, Angel. Welcome to the Audience of One podcast. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am doing good. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show today. I am super excited for my audience to get to know you a little better. Um, Mm -hmm. For those of you all who don't know Angel, she is an amazing hairstylist. I actually connected with her on Instagram, and she is the owner of Earnestly Natural um, Salon that is located in the Triangle area. And she is going to drop a lot of wisdom with us today about hair care and maintenance, especially during COVID. So Angel, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, I am from Durham, North Carolina, Bull City. I (laughs) um, started doing natural hair out of a necessity of kind of running from my calling. So um, I ended up just being in a situation where I was working two or three jobs while in college. Of course, college didn't work out because of that. And I just ended up doing hair and hair just ended up taking off in a way that I had to accept my calling. And I wanted to put it out there because sometimes we have the thing that we want to do. And then we have the thing that God wants us to do. Man, if I could save you a few years, just go ahead and do what he wants you to do because you're going to end up doing it anyway. Right. Just do it. Just do it. Whatever that passion is that you have, whatever that thing that you're innately good at, keep cultivating that gift and allow God to guide you on what to do with it. Because sometimes people have gifts and talents. They're like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? And, you know, maybe the market doesn't value that gift or talent. And we don't ever want to take the gift and talent that God gives us and try to gauge the proficiency of it and the fruitfulness of it based off whatever the market values it at the time. Um, I just encourage you to cultivate that gift, learn more about that discipline, learn more about that talent, become more keen in that talent. And so when the time comes when God is, you know, ready for you to reveal that talent, ready for you to utilize that talent, you're proficient in it. Nothing worse than being a great artist and times somebody's like, yo, I would pay somebody millions of bajillions of dollars to do this. You'd be like, dang, I mean, I can do it, but you know, your heart and your mind haven't been into it because of otherwise circumstances. So I'm just encourage you to just um, cultivate your gifts and your raw talent. And when it's time, you'll be ready. See, Angel, you are just so full of wisdom. You don't even, you don't even know. I mean, that's a whole another podcast that we can do right there. So (laughs) thank you so much for that. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Um, So yeah, my next question was going to be, how did you decide to start your business? But it seems like, you know, that calling really just chased you down and really forced you to, you know, accept this or, or else basically. It, it did. And to be quite honest, I tell people I started doing hair before I started doing business. And so one of the things that came with hair is that hair is just something you can do at a beck and call. You don't really have to create a structure around, I want my hair done. Can you do it? But one of the things I realized is that one of the things that frustrated me within the gift that God gave me is that, like I said, I wasn't honoring it to its fullest extent. So I did hair for years, did hair for years, just registered my business in 2018. Got my license, my natural hair license six, seven years ago, just registered my business two years ago. And it's because that I got caught up in hustling that I didn't honor my craft in the way that I created structure around it. 
Mm. So when I say that I want to save some people some time, that's what I'm saying. Like whatever that gift is, whatever that talent is, be as proficient as possible in it. And not only developing the gift, but developing the structure that goes along with it. That's what happens when you honor something. You make sure that everything about it is operating at its highest potential. And so I got caught up in hustling. Hustling meaning that I'm doing hair, making money, doing hair, making money, doing hair, making money. And it was like, wow, you know, you're working as hard because you don't have a structure, right? You know that, you, you know that hustling is a byproduct of lack, of lack of direction and lack of foundation, right? That's why hustling is something that you do out of necessity. There's a desperation that is always in alignment with hustling because you got to get it done. So you got to hustle it up. And so I think that we confuse hustle and hard work. And we confuse hard work with proficiency, meaning that, you know, you only got to get good once. That's the good part. So if you take the time to get good and get those systems in place, you won't have to hustle anymore. And so it took me years to have to break my body down enough to be quite honest, to be like, yeah, you probably need to find a smarter way to do this because doing six hour braids over a three year period with thousands of people is doing what to your body. Right. And so many people aren't willing to be honest about that because there's an adrenaline that comes with hustling because the next bill has to be paid. And Mm. it's terrifying because bills keep coming. And so you don't ever feel like you have the time to sit down and get stuff straight, which is why stuff like COVID-19 is necessary, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. Because you got to sit down time. So it's it's just crazy. I think it's crazy that God put the whole world on time out. (laughs) And I'm just sitting here like, you know, when you think about all the things you need to get done, you almost feel like you personally did it yourself. Like, this is my fault, guys. My fault. God told me to go sit down and do something. Didn't do it. Now we all in time out. But I think it was a universal call to rest and to revert your attention. I, I, it, it sounds really sick, but I kind of like the desperation and the uncertainty that comes with this pandemic because it forces us to constantly release every single day that it doesn't always rely. That it doesn't all rely on us. Um, that was a revelation that I had come into even before this, but it was just, it's just now it's like everybody's getting the same revelation. So that's why you can have peace one hour and be frantic the next. God is trying to teach you how to redirect your attention back to him and keep your eyes on him. Um, and we're getting a lot of practice. So y'all get it together. So this can be over. I'm like, y'all, look, come on, come on, y'all. <laughs> we can do this, man. This is, this is a group project and we are right. just trying to put everybody together. And so, um, that's really how I got started. I started doing hair, started hustling, di- literally did hair out of my home for years. And circumstance within my family, when me wanting to help them force me out of my home, uh, 2017. And I've been out of my home ever since. And there was just such a world that opened up to me once I got out of my home that would have never happened in what was essentially my safe haven. And I, gr- I justified it. Well, oh, look at all this overhead I'm saving. Okay, if you start focusing more on what you're saving, less on what you could make, like your income potential versus what you can keep, that's, that's, just, that's, that's just a reminder that we're not posturing ourselves with our hands open. We want God, we want God with our arms folded saying, thank you. I appreciate this. Thank you so much. And our hands are closed super, super tight. I really want to share this revelation. Um, a pastor that I was listening to had gotten golfer's elbow and he doesn't need to play golf. And he said, the doctor told me that I developed this because my grip was too tight and that I could actually lift more if I loosen my grip. 
And wow. that was a revelation for me because sometimes we hold on so tight to ideas and concepts that are working that we won't loosen our grip to lift more, to make more, to do more, to feel more, and to have better experiences. And so really my business has been a byproduct of me working my faith. And when I say working my faith is getting to know God for who he is, how he created me and how he wants me to do things. Angel, that is so, so encouraging. And that revelation is so true. I feel like um, definitely God has been given many people similar revelations of just sitting and resting and allowing him to work. But I really love how you lifted up the, the fact that you know, if we keep running from the thing that God has placed in our heart and um, try to control everything and, you know, hustle here, hustle there, and don't really sit and take the time to rest with God and reflect on, God, where are you taking me? What are you doing with all of this? Then we're just going to run ourselves ragged. And then at the end of the day, there's nothing that's going to be accomplished. And like that pastor, just keeping holding on the stuff so tight and not allowing God to like, bring that rest and restoration that we all need. That, that was, that's so good. That is so good. One of the main reasons why I wanted to invite you to the show is, you know, as I've been following you on Instagram, I just love your rants when, where you get on and you talk <laughs> about hair care maintenance and um, just different things that you've noticed over your time of doing hair. And um, definitely as of late with COVID going on and the salons being closed, so I was wondering if you could just share with people, and we have a variety of listeners with a variety of different hair textures, styles, and, and things that they enjoy doing, but can you share with me the, the piece that you were mentioning on Instagram about uh, washing goes? You had a client who came to you, wanted to perfect the washing go, but tried it and failed. And then what you shared next was just so eye-opening to me, and I think it will be encouraging to others to listen as well. Well, I think when it comes to washing goes, we've been sold instant gratification. It says it on the bottle. Curl enhancing, shine, hold, volume, elongation. Oh, God, I hate it when they put that one up there. That just gave, gave people all sorts of hope. That <laughs> and it's just this thing of we think that the solution to our hair problems are wrapped in a product that we haven't found yet. So we rarely take into account all of the things that we have done to our hair up until the point for deciding to make a decision. I used an analogy one time. One of my clients was like, can I wear my hair in a wash and go? I said, well, here's one way to think about it. And you're not body type shaming. It was just simply a response. I said, that's like asking me, can you wear a two-piece? Can you wear it? Absolutely. You can. They're two pieces for all sorts, shapes, bodies, and body types. Will you feel comfortable in it is probably the better question. So here's what I mean by that. There are some people, for instance, that wear protective styling a lot. They wear a lot of braids, a lot of just anything with their ends put up, a lot of braids, crochets, all these cool things out of convenience. One of the things that we don't really talk about enough is the backlash of convenience. So when you wear that style, you're dehydrating your hair. For simple science purposes, you know, hair, water, can evaporate out of the hair in about four to seven days. So if you're in a style for two weeks, your hair is extremely dehydrated. Let's talk about being thirsty versus being dehydrated. When you're thirsty, you can just get a glass of water and you're fine, right? But when you are dehydrated, I'm talking about really dehydrated, 
it doesn't matter how much water you have. You're going to have to go to the hospital and they're going to have to hook you up to an IV because thirst and dehydration are two totally different things. So you have some people that because they chronically, because they're always wearing protective styling, their hair is chronically dehydrated. They're always wearing braids. They're always wearing weave. Their hair is always put up anywhere from two to six weeks. So they're always putting their hair in a severe state of dehydration. That's unfortunate when it comes to washing goals because washing goals are all about water. And if your hair is dehydrated, you don't have the water quality in your hair necessary for your hair to actually reach its fullest potential in regards to wearing their hair in its natural state. Now, to combat that, we've been given products, elongation, hydration, seal, butter, oil, all of these things make the hair look aesthetically better, but it's only for a short while. Like I said earlier, things dehydrate. And so for the young lady that came into my salon that wanted a wash and go, went through the process and it didn't look the way she wanted it to look, meaning that she did not like the entire integrity of her curls look. And she was like, okay, maybe this is not for me or maybe we need to use different products. I said, no, this formula works, but you have to do it long enough to see the results that you want. For people that try a wash and go one time, and they don't like how it works and they just stop doing it or try to search for other products. That's like them going to the gym one day and they're not, they're mad because a six pack didn't come out of it. A lot of people don't think about it in that way, but at the end of the day, what you looking for? Muscle definition. What are you looking for in this instance? Curl definition. And when we haven't been caring for our bodies correctly and we finally start on the path to doing things correctly, a lot of the thing that we kind of get caught up in is instant gratification. So I thought that when I paid my money to this particular stylist that my hair would come out looking like this. Well, what condition was your hair in when it started? Was your hair dehydrated? Have you been damaging the cuticles of your hair by blow drying your hair before each protective style? What products have you been using to have those products been suffocating the cuticles of your hair like oils and butters that stop water from getting inside? And so what, you know, I always tell people hair care is cumulative. Hair care is cumulative of all the things you've been doing for the past two or three years, coupled in with your lifestyle, coupled in with your age, coupled in with your, the current state of your health. It's all cumulative. So to try to take all of those elements and eradicate them in one session is absolutely unrealistic. But I'll tell you something that I think a lot of people haven't thought of when it comes to the salon experience. From the beginning of time, everything about going to the salon has been about instant gratification. You right. go to the salon, you get your hair done, and you walk out looking fly. People expect the same thing with their natural hair, and that's not how it works when you're talking about doing, dealing with your natural curl pattern. And so what happens is that because people are used to instant gratification when it comes to styling their hair, they're just presumptuous. Oh, I need, I haven't found the right product yet or I haven't found the right stylist yet. And so they go through tons of styles, sometimes a number of stylists and a ton of products trying to find that instant look, but it takes time. It takes time to take your hair from a point of dehydration to just, okay, I just need some water, you know, consistently maintaining water. And when it comes to the natural hair experience, depending on what you've been doing with your hair, you're not going to always get that instant gratification. It's going to take you using the right product in the right way 
to have your hair reach its highest potential in regards to how it should function. Oh my gosh, so true. And while you were talking, I, I thought of several different questions, but I'm wondering if you can just talk a little bit more about the cost of convenience. Because um, I know myself, as a natural hairstylist, it is so easy to, let me just braid it up for a couple of weeks. I don't have to do it because I'm running behind my daughter. I'm busy with work. I'm doing all of these things. But can you just go a little deeper into the cost of the convenience? Yes, of course. So I gave, I always give, a lot of my analogies are health-based because I think a lot of the times how we manage our bodies is just how we manage everything. Because this is where we live, ultimately. We live in our bodies. When it comes to convenience, in regards to the styles that we choose, convenience always comes at a cost of the health of our actual hair. And we don't talk enough about what it means to get yourself out of the consequences of that convenience. So like I stated earlier, when you're constantly having your hair put up, you're dehydrating your hair. When all you're doing is I'm putting my hair up and I'm oiling my scalp, well now, because you're always putting oil in your hair, you're making your hair water resistant. So when it's finally time to wear your hair out, you're like, I don't like how it looks. I don't like how it feels. I don't like how it behaves. Now, rarely do people say it behaves, but that's ultimately what we don't like is the behavior of the hair. It, it, it stick up, it draw up, it, you know, it just, you know, and I'm balling my fist up right now because that's how people feel about shrinkage. <laughs> and one of the things that we have to be mindful of before we make the convenience decision is that is this particular hairstyling option going to be counterintuitive to the health of my hair because convenience has short-term effects and long-term effects. The short-term effects of convenience is that it gives you more time, you know, so now you don't have to, as they say, be bothered with it. You get to do the things you want to do and still look polished and presentable. Now, the long-term effect of that is that you end up stuck in braids because the quality of your hair has diminished so much that now it doesn't even behave and perform the way it needs to needs to meaning that it can actually look polished and look well and so we have to make sure that our our options for convenience don't become our only option for us to feel and look beautiful and really what we have to address is what we define as beautiful what we define as polished what we define as well kept as much as we talk about people embracing their natural hair there is still a stigma around what looks pretty when it comes to natural hair. That's why everybody's pushing so hard for definition, pushing so hard for, you know, it to look a certain way. There are still, you know, they couple everything into curl patterns now. Like, oh, if you have a certain pattern, this looks more appealing. And it's crazy because anybody that, you know, subscribes to the 4B3C thing, they automatically think their hair is a problem and they treat it like a problem. And everybody knows if you look at anything as a problem, you treat it like a problem and you see it bad. And so while all the things that we have to address is the, our behaviors towards our hair and why we want to keep it put up, why we feel like it's easier, like why can't you just wear your fro out and let that be it? What's wrong with that? Because convenience is also going to cost you. It's going to cost you money because it could continue to manipulate your hair into something that it's not. And that is just going to make you grow all the, all the more disgruntled with the way your hair looks. And inevitably, once you finally get fed up, you find like, I'm ready to wear it out. I'm over the braids. I'm over the wigs. I'm ready to embrace me. Yo, your hair is shot by that point. And so that's not an encouraging way to start 
a journey, but it is a journey that needs to be started. And to understand that you're going to have to eradicate all of the things that came with those conveniences and you're going to have to live in whatever decision that is. So if you're like, okay, cool. I don't want to wear braids anymore. You take your hair out and you realize, oh, dang, I ain't got no edges no more. Friend, you got to live in that. You've got to stop manipulating your hair long enough for that area to thrive and come back. Angel, I really love what you brought up about, um, you know, our mindset around what we think looks good. And so as um, many people know, I recently um, released an ebook, A Beginner's Guide to Learning to Love your little black girl's hair. And in that book, I actually have affirmations that um, mothers, guardians, whoever can um, say while they're doing their children's hair. And as I was writing these affirmations, I was thinking of the little girl, but then I thought about the woman who might be doing the little girl's hair because most of us don't love our own hair. And then um, as I've been promoting the book, I've been saying, parents, moms, you know, whenever you're doing your child's hair, you can say these affirmations over yourself because Uh many of us, you know, we grew up with um, hot combs and um, people calling our hair naughty and just really just having a very traumatic experience around black hair care that has caused us to hate our hair. And then we have these precious little girls with these beautiful little curls and we are... um, sending that passing that same hate of hair on to them so do you have any more um to add about that absolutely so i hate the word nappy and we have made that so part of our culture and so socially acceptable that we don't realize how limiting of a term that is so she got nappy hair yo who told you that you know and who told them that and if you trace it back it wasn't a statement rooted in a compliment or an observation. It was a statement rooted in discontent. And a lot of our beliefs, the core and the origin of it is rooted in discontent. And there is a dissatisfaction that comes with the Black experience, whether it be about how we're treated, treated based on how we look, And it just becomes this full circle moment of we can't internalize the hate that other people have for us. And we never look at it like that. We don't look at it and we don't look at it like that so much that we're conditioned to see each other a certain way. So it's black people telling other black people their hair nappy. Oh, your hair, you know, grandmas would say stuff like, yo, your hair all over the place. You know, and it's just this thing of what am I supposed to look like to make you feel comfortable? Because it's kind of a thing of, if I make you feel comfortable, then I can feel comfortable. Because now nobody's looking at me like I'm crazy. And we don't realize how much of the Black experience is rooted in other people's opinion about how they see us. And we take on other people's opinions, and we fuse it into our personal identity without even knowing. Even the strongest woman, they be like, I don't care what nobody say. I love, yeah, okay, but you still do something to your hair before you go out. You know what I'm saying? There's still some sort of manipulation that happens and we've got to really unpack the core of where our beliefs are rooted into. And we've got to, it's, and it's a daily process to unpack that. A lot of people think that the issue is going to be had in one conversation or one thing. That's why they're called daily affirmations. We have to give you a thought to counteract what's going on in your mind 
we've got to replace that bad thought, that limiting thought with the new and productive thought that allows you to see the beauty and how you are created and how you look. So when it comes to adults more specifically, I would I highly suggest that people take the time to redefine what they feel is beautiful. You know, a lot of people are having to succumb to wearing their natural hair. Ready, whether they like it or not, it's like the braids had to come out because it was itching. You know, the whatever hairstyles you had has expired. And now you have to sit with how you look in your natural hair. I kind of don't like that it's under these circumstances because there's a misery that's surrounded by quarantining. Like, oh, I just can't do this. I can't do that. And so I don't want people to assign, I'm just wearing my natural hair because of all the stuff that's happening. No, use this opportunity to love it, nourish it, find out more about it. Don't use this opportunity, especially because the beauty stores are open now, to go back into instant gratification. Use this opportunity and, and know that this is one of the good things that's going to come out of the coronavirus or the COVID-19 and the pandemic. This is not one of the bad things. The good thing about you having to wear your natural hair is that you give yourself time to become comfortable with it. That's not an opportunity that you're given when the world is opened up and you're out and running about and you know, you're back to your daily routine. You're trying to adjust to all of the circumstances that come with all of the obstacles of whatever daily conflicts you have within your family or work life. You use this opportunity to deal with self and love self and figure out what loving yourself means for you, not how the world tells you to love yourself. Because sometimes the world will be like, you need to accept this. Okay, well, before you tell them what they need to do, I think we should help them understand. And so mm -hmm. don't force the self-love on yourself. Like, oh, well, you look at your hair and you don't like what you see. And you say to yourself, well, I should like this, right? No, nah, not depending on what your history is. Nope. How have you been conditioned? You haven't been conditioned to love your hair. So obviously when you come out, you're not going to really rock with it like that at first. Know that it's something that you're going to have to, know that it's something that you're going to have to learn to love. Know that, but know it's not something, being good is not this innate ability. So a lot of people feel like if they don't love their hair immediately, it makes them actually feel worse. They're like, oh, I don't like how this looks. Oh, God, what does that say to me? What does that say about me? The fact that I don't like my own natural hair. No, it doesn't mean that you have low self-esteem. It means that that's just an area that you need to get to know better. And I really want to say that because we kind of shame people into being natural. Fear and shame have never worked. And it never will because that's another way to control people. That's why I don't like about some of the things they put on natural hair care products is that it kind of shames you or fears you into what you need to be doing. It happens a lot in these natural hair groups. You see it all in these natural hair posts online. I call it Instagram wisdom. A lot of Instagram wisdom is wrapped up in vanity. Mm. And it's wrapped up in deception. And it's the same fear tactic that we've been conditioned with. You know, even based on whatever faith we choose, it's the same thing wrapped in bubble wrap. We tend to emulate the same behavior that our oppressors do because we see how it works and we've been dysfunctional for so long we don't even see it as dysfunctional another topic for another day but 
it's within that self-reflection when you go into the root of you, the core of your beliefs, that you're able to unpack things like that. You know, one of my clients said something to me that was very powerful. She says, Angel, when you're talking to people, you're not talking to them. You're talking to their mama and their grandma. Mm. Who's ever been telling them how they should look or how they should feel based on what they're saying with them or their actions towards them, which is why books like yours are so important. We've got to change the indirect and nonverbal conversations that we're having with other black women, especially those that are our children. Mm, that is so true. So that brings me to my next question with all of the salons being closed and there are women who are taking care of their children's hair, taking care of their hair. Um, many of them truthfully and honestly don't know where to turn. I know that YouTube videos have been um, up in viewership at an all time high. And I know people have been in and out of the um, hair um, shops um, because those um, beauty supply stores are still open. Mm-hmm. But what are some practical tips that people can, can do to take care of their hair while we're on quarantine and while the salons are currently closed? Gotcha. So for anybody that, has been, that hasn't been taking care of their hair correctly previously to this point, meaning that if you were the girl that always had braids or wigs or weaves in their hair, this is the time now to get your hair together without having to worry about how to style it. Focus on that. Focus on, okay, I'm just getting my hair healthier right now. The, my, my hair looking better is going to happen as a result of me taking care of it better. So that's, once again, stay away from the instant gratification. Really, it's super simple, and we make it super hard. The internet make it super hard. All the natural hair rules make it hard. You need a shampoo, you need a conditioner, and you need a styler. That's it. You, need, you don't need something to butter it up, seal it up, flip it up, smack it, rub it down. I don't know what they're teaching. You just need to shampoo your hair with, okay, so let me just, this is a small rant about shampoos, but I want people to know this because people are, somebody might hear this and they're going out and buying a product. If your objective is to start wearing your own natural curls, stay away from anything that has silicone in it. You, they'll identify themselves as dimethicone, something with cone. It's a silicone-based byproduct. Here's the thing. Silicone does the work of making your hair nice and shiny, but it keeps water away. So you really want to focus on shampoos that are silicone-free. So say, for instance, Purology is one. Um, Innersense, I-N-N-S-E-N-S-E is one. We're just looking for botanical-based ingredients that are going to help us pull in more water. And I'm saying that because most of the natural hair care products are just got oil in it. Coconut infused, Moroccan fuel, shea butter infused. These are things that are going to keep the hair dry. So I don't want people to start buying products, just buying them, buying and buying it. Focus on that when it comes to wearing your curls out. And as far as conditioner goes, stick to actual conditioners. Stop making stuff homemade because you can't balance the pH of those raw materials. That's another topic for another day. But just know that if you find a reputable company that has done to work to put together, you know, quality ingredients to get your hair where it needs to be, that's where you need to be. You are not a chemist. You can't balance this stuff out. You can just mix it up in a bowl. Thirdly, 
when it comes to, okay, what am I supposed to do after shampoo and condition? You really want to focus on, it depends, I'll pause. It depends on what your goal is. So say for instance, a really cool product that you can put in your hair is called Uncle Funky's Curl Magic. Yes, that's a real thing. And it's very aloe based and you emulsify it in your hands and you put it in your hair and it's something that can help to keep killing you to pull water into the hair. Now, will your curls be styled to their optimal efficiency? Probably not. But this is the beginning process of you putting water-based products in your hair. They're going to enhance the manageability, elasticity, and the hydration level of your hair. So just literally stick to those three things. You don't need the twisting butter, the buttering cream, the elongating gel. Right now, keep it very simple and focus on nourishment and hydration. If you so choose to want to start practicing natural hair styles in regards to twisting foam wrap yep i said it it's really simple i'm a foam wrap connoisseur this stuff is great foam wrap shampoo condition foam wrap yep that's it i don't need no oil to take everything apart nope i need it nope you don't need any of those extra steps you need a shampoo you need a conditioner and you need one styler the styler you choose is based on whatever your goals are so if you're someone that's wanting to twist or manipulate the hair into something that it doesn't organically do by way of two-strand twisting, a foam wrap is always gonna be your great choice. If you are wanting to, okay, cool, I'm just wanting to wear my curls, know that elongation and definition are gonna come with consistently doing the right thing, but for now, stick to that one product I just mentioned and take yourself from there. But really take, be mindful when you go into those stores not to get caught up into phrases descriptions that will give you instant gratification and know that that gratification that you want from your hair and your hair's ability to reach its highest potential is a become is going to become by a byproduct of taking care of your hair correctly taking care of your hair correctly is shampooing and conditioning every every four to seven days like you need to be shampooing and conditioning your hair once a week when black people say oh, i can go two weeks without you know shampooing my hair you can't your hair is dehydrated by then if you stay on it's kind of, kind of the same way you clean your body like you got to shower daily for a reason. There's a lot of activities happening. <laughs> Clean your, wash your hair every week. If you know water going to evaporate every four to seven days, please don't wait till every other week to shampoo your hair. Because once you do that, you'll be caught up in the desperation of trying to emit a look that would only happen by way of you taking care of your hair correctly. So some basic hair care tips are shampooing and conditioning on a weekly basis. Choosing one styling product based off whatever you're trying to achieve and knowing the difference between whether you're wanting to manipulate the hair or just let your curls rot and just build up your curls capacity to hold water. That's where elongation and definition is going to come from when your hair actually starts holding on to the water that it gets. Putting all those oils and butters on your hair are blocking water. So we got to kind of, I always tell people when you are using, when you're taking advice, hair advice, make sure it, it doesn't go against science. Mm, I know so it's, true. I know that it seems like our hair can defy gravity, but oil and water don't mix. That's just a universal, it's a universal law. It's a scientific fact. And you putting, the, putting oil and water in a bottle and shaking it real hard together, it doesn't make it mix. <laughs> it separates, you know. And so we want to just find reputable companies that have done the work to chemically you know, or molecularly balanced products in a way that does nourish your hair. And those products are out there. I mentioned a few of them. And it's like I said, just not get caught up in instant gratification. Say to yourself, it is what it is. At least my hair is getting healthier. 
Right. And Angel, I know um, many listeners are probably thinking at this point, okay, so what about grease? What about my scalp when it gets dry? What do I do? You, she didn't say anything about that. So what do you say to them? Girl, I got you. So let's talk about grease real quick. Grease was something that we used during slavery to protect our skin on our heads because we were in the hot sun. Most of you guys are in climate-controlled environments. You're fine. So how have we reinvented grease? Well, what happened was that, remember when you guys would go weeks without shampooing your hair? That created buildup on your hair. Nobody ever took a shower, lotioned their body, oiled their body up, and wondered why their skin was dry in a week. A, you ain't washed, so ill. Two, <laughs> whatever moisturizing product you put on your hair is gone. That's why I am reinforcing you need to shampoo and condition your hair on a weekly basis. If you're doing that, that's what's going to balance your scalp out. And if you've been someone that has been oiling your hair to keep your scalp, oiling your scalp to keep it moisturized, that's why your hair is dry. Hear me out. Your hair doesn't need to be lubricated. It needs to be hydrated. Oils are lubricators. Oils are meant to do two things, make the hair more pliable and add sheen. To get the health benefits of what's inside of an oil would mean to actually ingest the oil. That's why there are different benefits from actually drinking castor oil as opposed to just putting it on your scalp. Trying to get healthy by way of putting something on your hair is equivalent to putting a bowl of salad on your hair, hoping to get healthy as a result of doing so. Your hair does not have its own digestive system to break things down in their molecular composition for your body to absorb it. So when we're talking about working from the inside out, what you're putting into your body has a lot to do with what's happening with your skin. A lot of people that have dry scalp issues also have dietary issues, meaning that they're consuming foods that are high in sodium. So you can't try to solve an internal problem with hair products. Don't try to solve behavioral issues with hair products. Stop consuming things that are going to dehydrate you. If you are microwaving things, meaning that, you know, you got your little, you know, freezable, microwavable meals, there's a lot of sodium in that. It's a lot of sodium in Chick-fil-A, God forbid. You know, it's a lot of sodium in these things and we dehydrate our bodies. And where does that reflect itself at? On our skin. You'll even find that a lot of people that have dry scalp issue also have dry, dryness on their actual skin itself. So it definitely, like whatever the condition of your skin is, like on your face, it's definitely going to show up in your hairline. So if you're a T-zone person and your forehead gets really oily, that's why you can sometimes develop an incrustation on your hairline because there's overactive sebaceous glands. That means we need to balance that face out so we can balance the rest of the skin out that's on our entire head. But to simply try to eradicate a dry scalp issue by just lubing the scalp up, once again, it's a convenience with a short-term fix. And not only, you know, not only are you bringing a detriment to your scalp, but now your hair isn't breathing because now your cuticles are clogged up by way of all that castor oil, and castor oil and shea butter and all that and i'm calling out castor oil and i'm calling out wild growth oil because people swear by these things and i always tell people usually when you guys have decided to use all this growth oil and stuff like you guys have also changed a number of activities in how you care for your hair like my hair is growing now I'm like yeah because you stop pulling on it duh 
right right hair would have grown at the same rate in the same capacity had you just shampooed and conditioned with those botanical based ingredients because you would have had it but there is this sense especially within the black community that if i put this raw material on my hair this is going to add sustenance no what you're really bringing to your hair is awareness and better care and you're masquerading your own efforts by thinking okay once again this product is doing it no your lack of awareness your better care is doing it you simply ritualistically oiling your scalp is simply you giving more mindfulness of it and you treating it better because most people when they're trying to grow their edges back they also stop putting tight braids in big surprise you know my edges grew back yeah because you finally stopped bothering it you know mm-hmm. so there is this thing where we have to remember that our behaviors are what outperforms products every time angel you are just so full of knowledge and so full of wisdom and i know i can sit and listen to you all day talking about hair because this is a shared love language that we have this hair talk i know for sure (laughs) um but i did want to go ahead and bring our episode to a close but i would love for you to share an affirmation that we could start using to speak over our hair and to love our hair and if you have a scripture for our audience today please feel free to share that at this time as well I did have a scripture. I was so excited. Um, I saw the notes. I was like, cool, I got to come up with a scripture. One of my favorite scriptures is actually um, in the book of James, um, chapter one, verses two through four. Um, the whole, that whole chapter is like crack. Like you, you'll get your whole life just through James chapter one. Um, you're welcome. But um, one of the uh, passages I'm going to read, like I said, is um, James chapter one, verses two through four. And I'm going to read the amplified version because I really like how the amplified version makes it really pushes the narrative home in regards to the you know what the um man of god wanted to communicate through us by way of the writer of the book of james so it says consider it nothing but joy my brothers and sisters whenever you fall into various trials be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace and let endurance has its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely, excuse me, so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking nothing. Um, I just love the word of God. And um, I really particularly love that passage because it really speaks a lot to letting the testing of your faith have its thorough work so that you can be completely developed in your faith a lot of the times we tend to abort the process because it feels uncomfortable. That happens a lot with our hair is that we start doing the right thing and we just don't like how it looks. So then we, we tend to revert back to old habits, but see this process through, see this process of giving your hair a break, letting your hair rest and treating your hair well, do it long enough so that your hair can be fully fully restored you know like the word of god said that you can be completely developed and that you won't be lacking anything once you get to the other side of this and see what your hair can really do how it should really look how it should perform you'll never want to go back to doing all those things you used to do and you'll appreciate the process of what it took to take your hair from here to there and you would have learned so much that you know i tell people all the time you know one of the things i said earlier and I, I think this would be my mantra for the day is that you only have to get good once it was something that was taught to me by way of a talk that i heard through network marketing but a lot of the times we feel like the process of personal development 
is a never ending process. But when it comes to the habits and things that we want to implement into our lives, once you start doing it, once you continue the process, it'll eventually become who you are. All you got to do is keep going. That's it. That's your only job is to keep going. It's to keep doing. That's it. And getting through that process in a way that you can become complete and whole. Give yourself permission to complete the process, to become whole, to be restored. Only you can give yourself permission to completely see the restoration process through by way of your spiritual life and the relationship that you have with your hair. Amen. So I didn't know you were going to preach to us as well, but I appreciate that. I really do love the word of God. Yes, that was so good. (laughs) That was so good. Um, So I'll go ahead and pray us out, and then I'll leave you the opportunity to share your socials and um, information on how people can get connected to your salon, um, especially once things open back up. Um, So, dear Lord, thank you so much for this time to chat with Angel, and I thank you so much for giving us so much wisdom through her on how to care for our hair. God, give us the patience that we need, the love and adoration that we need for the hair that you've blessed us with, regardless of what curl pattern it is, regardless of what our our preconceived notions have been, and regardless of what people have told us about what our hair should be and how it should look. Help us embrace what you've placed on our, our head and help us also maintain our body and our health in the process. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. So Angel, how can people connect with you? Perfect. So um, I am um, on social media on all platforms under Earnestly Natural. That's E-A-R-N-E-S-T-L-Y. Of course, I chose Ernest because it meant to be intentional. And obviously, I'm all about being intentional. But yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram at Earnestly Natural and on Facebook at Earnestly Natural as well. Perfect. I'll be sure to make sure I link all of that information in the show notes as well. And Angel, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so thankful that we were able to connect on this platform and hopefully we'll be able to stay in touch over time as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I think about all of the things that connect us as individuals. And I think people appreciating other people and their gifts and that we all have something different to offer. It's what's magical. And I'm grateful that God saw fit to create a platform for you to create spaces like that where we all can enjoy and share each other's gifts and wisdom. So I appreciate you for being obedient. Oh, absolutely. Thank you again. All right. We'll talk soon. Have a great day. Y'all, literally, Angel and I could have talked for probably two more hours about hair. You know, I love talking about hair. And of course, she's like a master, a wizard. (laughs) She's amazing, full of wisdom. So please make sure that you get connected with her. Her information is going to be in the show notes. And for those who are new here, welcome. Please take some time and go back and listen to some other episodes in the show. Please make sure that you also follow me on Instagram. Check out my website for any resources and Until next time, folks, have a blessed one. Bye.